So, yeah. So we quite literally have been sitting here for... Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours talking about writing and craft and whatnot. And have recorded sweet crap all. Zero minutes recorded. Yeah. So we should probably record what we intended to today, which is who the hell we are and why we're doing this. It seems like a reasonable thing to do. Yeah. Okay, um, perfect. You know, some people might have been recording the whole time, but yeah. Yeah, but those people are better at everything. Those people are experienced podcasters. Which right. We are not. We, that's fair. Yeah, but, we, we are not experienced podcasters. But um, I think what we're going to do with this is, uh, well, it should be, it should be fun for us. But I think it's going to be fun for us. Yeah. It might not be fun for anybody else. No, I think it will be. I think it will be. I think. I think the. I think uh, conversations with people. Uh, who are engaged in creating art and, and who are engaged in writing, uh, yeah, I think I think it's always fun to hear people who are passionate about stuff talk about the things mm. they're passionate about. Absolutely. And, I mean, at least selfishly, I, I love hearing writers talk about writing and, mm-hmm. and how they write, so I think... Uh, yeah. I think it'd be good. I think so. I think it'd be good. And that's the, that's the thing that I love about talking with creative people is we're all wired kind of the same way regardless of what medium we're in right like, like you, yeah. can, you can have a conversation with another writer or another artist that you can't have with somebody who doesn't do anything creative yeah right and and yeah. it's like the conversations that we'll have you know at a bar with a bunch of writers are are phenomenal all sorts of stuff comes up and 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 that's kind of what i want to capture with this i think yeah yeah and i think the the idea that you have the the format where it's just going to be some casual kind of free form conversations mm-hmm. where we kind of there's no script, there's no interview questions, we're just going to roam wherever our minds take us. I think, yeah, I think that's going to be the strength of it. Cool. Is, yeah, well, who knows where this is going to go, but often when we, we do sit down and talk for two and a half hours, uh, yeah, it goes to interesting places. So I, I, I think all of the conversations we're, we're going to do are, are going to do that. I, I like the little uh, propping up of me you did there. <laughs> Just, just, just a tiny bit. We and should probably I, introduce ourselves. We, we should, and I should stop making gestures because that's terrible radio. Uh, <laughs> Nobody yeah. can see you, Evan. Nobody can see me, which I'm grateful for. But there's uh, a yeah, reason I, there isn't a video feed. Yeah, need to remember. I'm not even wearing pants. And I talked to that. <laughs> we had an understanding about pants. I don't remember an agreement about me wearing pants. I don't uh, remember that coming up. I don't think that was specified. We should have written it down. All right, we'll hash this out for season two. Uh, for now, we've been saying you and you, and we should probably say, so who the heck are you? All right, so uh, my name is Brandon Crilly. I'm an Ottawa-based author of science fiction and fantasy, mostly of short fiction. Um, you can find me on social media and all sorts of places. Um, I'm a high school teacher by day. Um, I write a column for Blackgate Magazine, um, and I am one of the programming directors with Evan here of uh, CanCon, which is Ottawa's uh, annual conference on science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Um, and apparently I'm now a podcaster. Yes, we are We are now both podcasters, which is exciting. Yay! Um, yeah, I'm Evan May. I uh, am a historian, history teacher here in Ottawa, and yeah, I also write uh, science fiction and fantasy, mostly supernatural fantasy right now. And yeah, I, I, I help out uh, Brandon with programming CanCon. And now we do this. Yeah. Now we do this. And now this is a thing. Now this is a thing. So what, like... What are you most excited about for this? I'm most excited to have a good excuse to sit around and talk to writers about writing for significant lengths of time. Because, yeah, I mean, a lot of times, you know, it feels like, well, we didn't accomplish much this afternoon. We just sat around to talk. Uh, but now we will we'll be creating something. We'll be creating a podcast. Some of the guests we have coming up are people that, that we already know pretty well. Some of them, uh, at least I don't know that well yet, but I'm, I'm excited about the chance to get to know mm-hmm. 
uh, some of our guests. And some of them, yeah, I've had very entertaining conversations with, and I'm looking forward to having more. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. I like that it's going to be the two of us and two other people. Yes. Because I find, as much as I enjoy one-on-one interviews with certain individuals, it can be hit or miss as to how interesting it is. It depends on how well the person interviews. But it, when you get multiple people sitting around in a circle just kind of shooting the shit, that's you get a different vibe, I yeah. think. Yeah. Like, it's a lot more different than a one-on-one. And so I, so I like the fact that we're going to pair up people that we think will gel together and, and just kind of see what happens. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think one-on-one can very easily turn into an interview where mm-hmm. one person's asking questions and one person's answering. And, and yeah, that, with that not being the vibe that we're looking for with this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think having four people, there's more chance of getting that kind of free-roaming yeah. conversation that we're after. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's it'll a, be a giant train wreck. No, it's a brilliant plan. There's no chance of <laughs> I disagree. See, the more you say that, the more you jinx us. I'm just throwing that Well, out. I mean, what, what we can do is we can, we can put this to a vote among the, the listenership. They can tell us by the end of the season. Oh, I like it. Was right. Is that a thing that we should do? Should we do, like, polls? I, sure. Like, 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 if a question comes up in the episode and then we put it, like, in the liner notes or something on Twitter? Sure. Okay. Why not? What else do people need to know going into uh, episode one, seeing as we're now in episode zero? Yeah. That's a good question. We haven't really decided even a length yet. No. It's um, just kind of, we'll just see how long it ends up being. Yeah, I mean, my expectation is that length will vary. Yeah. Because the conversation is going to kind of run for as long as the conversation runs. Yeah. And then um, we just kind of see what happens. I mean, my... My guess is we will not inflict any six-hour episodes. No, I definitely don't want to do that. Do you think there's an ideal podcast length for something like this? Some of this will be personal taste, right? Like, some people well, like short and, short and sweet. Like, um, writing excuses, I know, like, that podcast, part of the point of it is that it's quite short. Right. And they're di- digestible episodes. For sure. Um, my thought for this is that it'll be something a little bit longer form than that. Okay. Uh, I don't mind a long podcast, because I like to put them on when I'm driving or when I'm yeah. working out at the gym, so I like something that kind of goes on for a while. Mm. I don't know, I mean, we've never discussed this, which yeah, is, again, we, like, excellent. <laughs> I mean, I've always had in my mind that it will be, you know, between an hour and two hours. Yeah, that, that to me seems reasonable. You know, and maybe with gusts above that, yeah, if, yeah. if the conversation really merits it, like we're sitting down and this is all absolute gold, we can't cut any of this, yeah. and it's two and a half hours, then so be it. I, I do want to do minimal editing, like, and I'll, I'll say that right now. Like, Obviously, there will be editing that gets done, but I'm sure there are things from what we're recording right now that will be edited out. I can't think why. <laughs> but, <laughs> fuck, but I don't want to edit, I don't do too much editing. I, I like the, I think that takes away from the informal... Yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, having it unedited will, will hopefully be, be one of the strengths of it again. Hopefully. That, yeah, this is just the conversation as it naturally happened and not, yeah. you know, edited for uh, content or clarity. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Because, it, I, and, and this we have discussed before, is that I think what it'll end up being is, it's like you're eavesdropping on a conversation. Yes. It's like, you know, for, I think it's all writers for this first season, I think. Yeah, yeah. For the first season, the lineup is all writers. Yeah. Uh, I think we've both agreed that down the line we would like to bring in some other kinds of creators we as well. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean... I'm all. I'm always all about making life easy for myself. Yeah. So for this first time when we're trying it out and we're getting used to doing this, yeah, we've got we've got all writers for our first for our first set of episodes. Yeah. But yeah. Which I think is partly for our comfort as well, and that's something yeah. I don't think it's talked about a lot in podcasting, which is that whatever it is that you're doing, you have to be comfortable with it. 
Yes. Right? Like, you, you don't want to take yourself too far outside of your comfort zone when you're first getting started. I know, my thinking is, with my vast level of podcasting experience, uh, is that, yeah, especially if what we want is a natural-sounding conversation, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, staying in our comfort zone is kind of... Yeah. It's important. Because, yeah. yeah, if we're, like, super nervous and, oh, my God, these people, I don't know how to talk to them... Yeah. Um, it's it's not going to be the same as a relaxed conversation with people that absolutely we feel comfy with. So. Yeah. Well, well, you saw me like the first interview that I was doing at CanCon, which was Steven Erickson. That well, I saw you before. Your well, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm talking before. about. Is like the 30 minutes before, and I was a nervous wreck. I almost went and threw up in the bathroom, and you, like I, I almost called it. I almost was like, "Fuck it, I'm not doing it," because um, I was that terrified. You were fine. <laughs> I mean, I've, it seems to have gone well. You can go check it out on YouTube. Yes. Shameless plug. Yes, and um, and um, your interview with Kevin Hearn is up there now? That's It is up there now, uh, as of a week ago, as of the recording of this. What other ones have you recorded that are up there? Your, your Jim Butcher? Yeah, that's it, yeah, just, just, just the three. Okay. Oh, and well, then there's going to be one with Jay Ojik. Right. In, which which will go up at some point. What, as we record this now is not up, but it's Yeah, but it will com- be, yeah. And, yeah. and Jay, we should say, is one of the people we're going to be talking to. Which I'm very excited for. Yes. Uh, yeah, and Jay is an example of uh, when I was saying people who I've had very entertaining conversations with. Jay is always fun to talk to. So, yeah. I mean, Jay was kind of a... We are absolutely having Jay on this podcast. Because yeah. I'm, it must be possible to have a boring conversation with Jay Ojik, but I have never seen it done. I don't think it's possible. Maybe if he's asleep. Maybe if he was not awake. Yeah. 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 Or, yeah. or like if you were only going to discuss the tax code. No, I feel like he could find a way to make that. Okay. I, like I'm. We'll write this down. This can be content for the podcast. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just. We'll Jay, spend... what's your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> we'll spend 15 minutes talking about the tax code, um, and then we'll cut it, and, and that'll be great. Or 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 we or won't. Or we won't. Or we won't. Um, yeah. I, I, honestly, I'm excited for our entire lineup. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for the whole lineup for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, like Jay, because he's someone that I that you and I both talk to a lot. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I'd say at this point we know him pretty well. I, I think so. And so, yeah, I'm excited to have another chance to chat with Jay. Yeah. Uh, but then there's other people who, who I don't know as well, mm-hmm. like um, Violet Milan, who we're going to talk to. Yeah. Um, I don't know her super well. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm... Yeah, I'm looking forward to having a chance to sit down and and and, and really talk to her. Mm-hmm, totally. Um, she seems like a fun person to get to know. So <laughs> no, she does absolutely. Yeah. And, and and that's the I think the, all the people that we've lined up um, are people that that would be interesting to get to know better. Yes. Because what we have here in Ottawa, and and the fact that I, like what I want to focus on, and part of the reason why I wanted to do this in the first place is is because there are a ton of amazingly creative people here in Ottawa. Yes. And, and many of them get attention in a variety of ways, but whenever I see things online of like you know interviews with creative people, it's always in the states or maybe it's in Toronto. Um, I've never seen the vast majority of the people that we're going to be talking to interviewed in that way. No, no, um, which is a shame. It is, yeah, especially because I mean, at least my sense of it is that the the creative community in Ottawa is is growing and growing. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, we have we have tremendously talented people who are here. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think many of them deserve wider attention, and totally. and, and uh, I think I, I think many of them are also 
people who are well worth talking to yeah, about, it, about their art and, and the way they do yeah. it and, and why they do it the way they do it. Yeah, yeah. and perspectives on things outside of art as well. And, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about non-art stuff. I, I imagine, yeah. And then also, and we have people that, that visit here quite a lot as well, right? Like, yes. like you know, we're lucky enough to have Kelly Robson this season. Nebula um, award-winning author. Kelly Nebula Kelly award-winning author, Kelly Robson. Um, who, yeah, who's going to be here for an episode and yes. because she's going to be in town, right? And, and so we can, and, and that's sweet. Um, and so I, I like the fact that we're, we're becoming this nexus of creative people, not just in Ottawa, but also people outside of the capital that, that come here for various reasons. Yeah, which uh, is a great, great luxury to those of us who live here. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, to have people yeah. like Nebula Award-winning author Kelly Robson come through town is pretty awesome. Pretty sweet. Uh, and she's lovely. Like, like she's genuinely delightful. Yes. And also has won a Nebula. Award. Also won a Nebula. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I feel that we're very fortunate here with the community that, that this yeah. year, as well as, yeah, people who yeah. are not permanently part of the community, but kind of come in and out of our orbit from time to time. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're Ottawa adjacent. Ottawa adjacent. That, that's, that's a term, right? It is now. No, but like the whole saying, like, it's something adjacent, that's a thing that people say now. Right? seems to be, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know where that came from. Well, there's some research you can do before episode one, because um, I don't know why. Get ready for a lot of random crap being brought up, I think is what we yeah. should probably also warn. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, and this is something we specifically discussed. I mm. guess we should throw a parental advisory explicit lyrics warning on this whole thing. Yeah, that. Yeah, I think I've cursed about 12 times already, I think. I, wasn't I, really I, track. I haven't been keeping track. Um, but yes, both uh, Brandon and I and many of our guests... Um, tend to use the salty language from time to time just a little bit um, and yeah we just basically decided to hell with it and that's the way it's going to be yeah. yeah oh yeah so Cause, yeah because yeah. that's I mean I will freely admit that I occasionally curse in casual conversation and so to censor myself in that way I think will will reduce the value of our art form with what we're doing here he said with a straight face <laughs> But I will say this: I'm just not sure how long I could keep it up. To be oh honest. no, it's yeah phrasing. But um, I yeah I, I don't think I'd be able to. I don't think I can get through an entire episode without cursing, which probably says something about my character. Uh, probably maybe I don't know. But anyway, yeah. So parental advisory. That's, parental yeah. advisory. Explicit lyrics. Uh, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna. I don't think any of our guests are gonna go out of go out of their way to like try to be offensive. But I mean, could be fun. Could be fun. Uh, but yes, parental advisory. Yeah, par- yeah, parental yeah. advisory. And if any of my students happen to listen to this, oh god, I still get to call you up for your language in class. Yes, I'm speaking to you directly. Well, we're not in class right now, so no. But the, I mean, well, the, the, the rules are different. Yeah, no, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. What, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Context yeah. is important. Context is important. Absolutely yes. good. Thank you for backing me no, up. I'm I'm 100 with you on that. One. Good with my lovely students. Yes, who I'm sure will not listen to this. They're 100 percent going to listen to this. You know that. I, I know. I know. I'm I'm, I'm hoping that. Yeah, I don't know what I'm hoping for, it, but... I'm, I'm sure it won't damage your authority at all. Maybe. I don't know. It's funny. Uh, knowing that... And I don't know if this affects you at the college level as much as it does at the high school level, but doing things like this, having a social media presence, you know, being a, a public figure in the most limited of senses for us, but still public, sort of, um, that there's... You've got to be cautious with it. Like, Absolutely. Like it, it. Yeah. You know, I don't actually expect my students to go and find me online because why would they care? But they do it all the time. Yeah, and like I, I've had colleagues who um, specifically 
tell their students to follow them on social media. See, I wouldn't do that. No, no, and I, I, I don't do that. No. Um, I don't even bring it up. Like, like they find me on their own. One of the first lessons I learned when I was teaching is that I'm, I'm not their friend and I can't mm. be their friend. For sure. Um, yeah, I've only had, in my whole teaching career, uh, I've only had two students find me on social media. Seriously? Uh, yep. Um, I don't discourage it, so yeah. like when they followed me, I don't, I don't mind. But I, yeah, I, I don't tell them that I'm on social media. Mm -hmm. I don't tell them go look for me. If they find me, then so be it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think they understand, or I hope they understand that when I'm on there, I'm not, I'm not their teacher. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't tell them to seek me out. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, I'm not going to say you know go buy my, uh, go buy my book or go, go promote my profile here because that. That's squiffy in every sense of the word. It is an interesting question, though. Uh, I think for for writers, and this is something you and I have talked about yeah. before. Increasingly, they you know the the received wisdom is that you need to have a social media presence. Mm. Um, but then, how much of your social media presence, like your Facebook and your Twitter, uh, how much of that always needs to be you on brand, thinking about selling yourself, selling your yeah. work, and how much do you get to be yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Like. Um, when I was first on Twitter, what I primarily used it for was uh, yelling about the Montreal Canadiens <laughs> as the game was going on. That's, um, it's an important issue. It, 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 vital. Uh, I try to do that a little bit less now that I'm my Twitter is something that I think about yeah. as using to promote my writing. Absolutely. Um, and I don't know whether that's a reasonable limitation to put on myself or not. I mean... The Montreal Canadiens, I think, is a very important issue, and you should, you should be careful. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not a hockey fan. No, I, 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 I apologize if anyone listening to this is like, "Fuck you, Brandon." Hockey's important. I just, I don't, I don't watch hockey. What do you want from me? No, but I, I think you're right. And and there's, it was funny. I was talking about this with um, with Kevin Hearn. Yeah, because um, he does that, right? He, he has that Shakespeare thing. That he he does. does, yeah. But but also in terms of how my, how important writers are in in that kind of social conversation that's going on, and and I see like a lot of people on social media, both writers and otherwise, who will be very vocal about certain specific causes. Yes. And, and what I've learned, you know, over the, probably the last year or so, is that you can't, or at least I can't, raise my voice and, and add my voice to every single cause that's out there because I have to, because I don't want to spread myself too thin and I have to be conscious of, of what my image looks like, which sounds douchey, but... You know, like there are certain things that I feel really passionately about, like environmentalism and, and education, obviously, because I'm a teacher. Um, and so I will be very vocal about those things. But then there are other social issues where I'm like, there are enough people already fighting this fight. I don't need to be in that because I'm not actually going to add anything to it. Yes. And yeah. so I and so I'll just focus on my things. And then when people come and look at my social media, you know, the five people I'm about to do it, um, they'll know. They kind of know what to expect. If that makes sense. No, it does. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, energy levels are always a thing, right? Yeah. Like, you only have so much energy, you can't, you can't fight every fight. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're constantly going to be making decisions about where am I going to try to amplify something to the extent that my platform amplifies anything. And, yeah, no, letting people know what to expect mm -hmm. is, uh, is, is maybe the most important thing. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it, I, I don't pretend to have a clever answer to this about how to... about thinking about that question of, yeah, social media presence is important, and then how do you work that as a... Yeah. And I'm kind of hoping to talk to some of our guests about that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, some of them use... Some of them, yeah. you know, when you, when you look at their, their social media followings, they're quite big, and they use yeah. them very successfully. Absolutely. Jay's one who I think does, uses it really, really, uh, really yes. successfully. Yeah, like Jay's social media following yeah. is huge. Marie Billado as well. Yeah, Marie Billado. one of our guests. Um, I, I believe that 
Nebula award-winning author Kelly Robson's social media following also quite large. I would be surprised if it wasn't. Do you, do you find that writers treat Facebook the way that business people treat LinkedIn? I don't know how business people treat LinkedIn. Okay, so I, what I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have a LinkedIn profile. I created it, uh, and then almost immediately started to ignore it. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think I have a LinkedIn account. Every once in a while, I get these kind of plaintive notifications in my 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 email box. About, please come back to please us. Please come back, and, and we you love could you. be reaching more people on your. Yeah, LinkedIn you should really be doing that. And I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, I, so I don't know how business people. Okay. Do. The comparison I make is like I, I know you know a number of people in, in our community who will if somebody sends them a friend request and it's it's somebody they met at a con or it's a writer they interact okay. with online they'll accept it right away and so their friend list becomes huge but it, but it's for networking and and they fully right. recognize it's for networking right um i've never done that i i'm much more um limiting with who i accept as a friend on facebook because i treat facebook as more it's actually me yeah i mean like my personal facebook page yeah i mean the people who i i accept friend requests from are people that i think of as friends yeah exactly and like Early on in my, like when I started trying to take my writing seriously mm-hmm. and I was going to have books published, like I created a Facebook uh, author page mm-hmm. because I partly because I wanted to have a site to use as my professional writer page, right? And then partly also because I didn't want to be the person who's constantly using their personal page to like buy my book, buy my book, buy yeah. my book. Um, so yeah, I, I don't use it for networking now in yeah. that way. Um, I don't know whether that's a mistake. See, I don't, um, well, I mean, it, see, I don't know either because I use it for both. Like, I'll I'll post on my Facebook page about, like, you know, every other week when I have something coming out on Black Gate Magazine, or if I, you know, sell a story, or if there's something going on for CanCon, I'll post that. But then I also post stuff about other things that I feel strongly about, or you know, I'll post the occasional random anecdote about teaching. Like, so there's very specific things that I post. So it's not all just look at me and buy my shit. Um, but it's all, but it, but it's stuff that. Like, I'm a little more honest there than I am, say, on my Twitter. Okay. If that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, like I don't like, I, I, or I'm a little more detailed. Like, my Twitter is usually, like, you know, very focused little comments, whereas Facebook, I'll expunge a little bit more. Yeah, and I mean, some of that is the, is the medium, because, I mean, they've, uh, they've doubled the, the, the character limit on Twitter, but I mean, yeah. they're still only so, you know, Twitter, yeah. yeah, short, short, short thoughts are still what they want. Yeah, totally. Yeah, sorry. You can always be more detailed on mm-hmm. Facebook, I think. But yeah, that, that's interesting because I'm much more active on Twitter these days than I am on on Facebook. And can I say, you have that done to a science? Well, thank you. Like, <laughs> like in all seriousness, I, I'm not sure I can agree with that, but um, thank you. Okay. Well, uh, we're both self-deprecating to a fault. So okay, yeah, and th- that that may be an expectation that we should also kind of condition. For, <laughs> that's a good people, point, right? That yeah, yeah, the self-deprecation is probably not okay. going away. No, probably not. Um, it's humility, and humility is healthy. There you go. Yeah, it's a it's a virtue, one might say. Yeah, perhaps. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm more active on Twitter than than, than Facebook, mm. and I'm not I'm not sure I can really explain uh, why that is. I, I I put a lot less on my Facebook, and almost everything uh, that's related to my to my writing, I'm now putting on Twitter rather than mm. on Facebook. I think part of it is that. Um, and I may be completely wrong about this, but my increasing sense is that Facebook as a marketing tool is getting less and less useful. I can agree with that. Like um, my author page for on, on Facebook, I, I honestly do very little with mm-hmm. it uh, ever since they changed the algorithm that um, even 
liking that page doesn't necessarily mean that you will see it every time I post. Yeah. That really what Facebook wants me to do is pay them some money to promote that thing. Yeah, so that exactly. even the people who have actively liked it will see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, my sense is that Facebook is a marketing thing for promoting my writing basically doesn't work. Yeah. And I may be wrong about that. No, I've heard that from other people. But I think that's that correct. if I'm going to talk about my writing, that, um, that Twitter is at least a place where if you followed me, my my tweets yeah. will show up in your feed. Absolutely, yeah. It, it doesn't guarantee anyone will see them, but right, yeah. But at least, and you've got your blog as well, right? Which, which I, I do have a blog, yeah. Which and you maintain every week, right? I, I, yeah. Well, with very rare exceptions, yeah. yeah. And and I don't know if we've ever talked about this. I don't think we have. I mean, my blog started out when I was writing what became my first novel. Okay. Um, I wanted to have like a public accountability thing. Right. That basically I'm going to work on this, I'm going to get it done this summer. Mm-hmm. And so every week, at a minimum, I'm going to post on my blog and say how far along I am in my, my novel. Right, okay. And basically my hope was that if I started falling off my commitment that my friends and family would yell at me. Yeah. Um, and, and I've kind of, with, with a couple of, of, uh, of breaks, um, I've, I've tried to maintain posting every week. Um, I don't know if it does anything in terms of selling books, but um, w- you know, which shows the, the level of business acumen that I'm, I'm working from. <laughs> I, yeah, so I don't know if it does anything, but um, I like I like I like writing in it most of the mm-hmm. time. I mean, there are some weeks where I'm just like, God damn it, I have to write something yeah, this yeah. week. Uh, but I, d- I don't want to break break the habit of writing it. See, and that that's, that I think that habit is important because if you're able to maintain that now, and if you if you've been able to maintain that since you know book one up to of what will eventually be many, um, if like if you're able to maintain that, I can see you maintaining that say five years from now, and that's when like, and if you keep that up and and keep it interesting and and honest, which I think your blog is, and yeah, and interesting, which I also think your blog is, then. As more and more people are reading it, then you know it, it, you don't. It's not like you have to get yourself back into the habit. It's just it's just something you just keep doing, and then it starts to build more and more and more of an audience over time. Hopefully, um, you know, Hopefully. unlike a hack like me that posts on his blog like once every two months. I, I certainly can't pretend to have any kind of expertise on this, but in my vast amount of research on on blogging, which mm-hmm. I think was reading one article, about <laughs> uh, the suggestion in there was that. Um, Whatever your posting schedule is, mm-hmm. you have to stick to it. Yeah. If you want to build an audience. Yeah. Absolutely. So that if your thing is I post once a week, you always have to post once yeah. a week and ideally the same day. So that yeah. people know like my blog updates every Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. Um, there is no good reason in the world why it's Tuesday, but that's just what you pick. Yeah. And so, you know, to the extent that my blog has an audience, the yeah. expectation is there's a new blog every Tuesday. Yeah. Um, if your blog is once a month, mm. That's also potentially fine. Yeah, but it's got to be the same it's day, gotta be, which and it's got to be once a month. Yeah. Uh, if you if your blog is daily, then it's got to be daily. Yeah. So, I don't like, know anybody can do that. Some people do. Um, perhaps the people who make money off that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that um, would make sense. Yes, people who don't have day jobs like us. Well, well, yeah. or you know what I mean by day job. No offense to anybody that yeah, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. My, to the extent that I know anything about blogging, uh, one of the things that I that I read about it and made sense to me is mm. that yeah, whatever your posting schedule is going to be, yeah, I mean, building the habit for yourself is important, yeah. but having that level of expectation for your audience mm-hmm. that if this is once a week, it's every week, yeah, so that they yeah, every Tuesday for you know if God help you, you want to read what I wrote, it'll be there every Tuesday, which everyone should. 
But it, it's like anything, right? Like, if you really want to do it on a regular basis, yeah. you have to make it a habit. For sure. Like, it, it, it has been like that with my, with my friction writing as mm. well, is that I need to make it a habit that I write yeah. regularly. It's like that going to the gym. I have to, you know, have regular days where mm -hmm. I do it. Yeah. When you make it a habit, something yeah. that is always done at the same time, I think for a lot of people anyway, that's that's how you can actually mm -hmm. do something over the long term. Yeah, totally. You know, if I'm honest with myself, part of the reason why I think I've fallen out of, of uh, blogging is either, you know, I, I would look at my blog and go, I don't have anything that I, I feel really strongly enough that I want to spend half an hour right. constructing a blog, or whatever is going on in my life I don't want to talk about. Right. Yeah. Right? Because, and that goes back to, you know, how public do we want to be? Like, I don't, yes. I don't want people to know everything that's going on in my life, especially the kind of shitty stuff. Yes. So, I think that I think that's another piece of it. So, I, yeah. Although, I mean, I, I have written some blog entries that are talking about how at least my writing is not going very well. Oh, yeah. And I've actually that. found that very kind of helpful to, like, yeah. hash through my thoughts and, you know, in thinking about, well, why isn't my writing going very well? Mm. And writing it about that, it's helped me kind of figure out, okay, well, why am I struggling right now? Right, right So right. sometimes that's been very helpful. Okay. Um, I should say you've been very helpful with uh, with blogging as well. Oh, yeah? You, well, yeah, you yelled at me to make my blog entries shorter. Oh, yeah, that's right, I did. You were like, hey, these are great, but they're way too long. And so every time I'm writing now, I'm always like, okay, is Brandon going to think this is too long? I like that. Um, and yeah, making them shorter, I think, it, it's certainly made them easier to write. Yeah. And and thinking about, okay, this needs to be short. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it affects the way that, that, that you're writing. So, yeah. Yeah, yes. You, you've been you've been directly helpful. Hey, if I can be helpful in one thing. There you go. I will. Yeah. I'll figure out something to yell at you about, uh, oh, about your blog. Oh, do it. I'll, I'll tell you to make it longer. It'll be fantastic. Perfect, yeah, do that. Absolutely. When I start blogging, like, one paragraph. Yeah, write more. Write more. Fine, sure, yeah, I'll write more. Anything else we need to tell people about with this? Um, I mean, did you want to, did, like, we've mentioned a few of the guests. Did you yeah. want to mention more of them, or? Uh, I kind of want to leave an air of mystery. Okay. All right. I, an air of mystery is always good. Yeah, I'm yeah. okay with an air of mystery. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, we've talked about the format. We've talked about length. Yeah. We've talked. We've about, talked about each other. Yes. Uh, we've talked about the inevitable wave of profanity. Yep. Um, yep. Going to be a lot of fucking profanity. That's for a lot of yeah. A lot of profanity <laughs> from these motherfuckers. I apologize. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think. Yeah, I, I think that's everything that people should need to know. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be writers talking, for the first season at least, it's going to be writers talking to writers about writing yeah, and, and stories that we like, too. Yeah. And we should say, and, and writers, but all, people who do other things, too, right? Like, like, yes. like, none of us are just writers, I don't think. I, don't, I, mean, I think all, like, we're, we're all doing other things. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think anybody is a full-time nothing but writer. Yeah, like, like, like in the sense, you know, it's just like, you know, turning out a novel all the time. Like, we're all, we're all we have our fingers in multiple pies, I Yes. Think. Yes. Yeah. But people that are known as, for the most part. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Creatives. Creatives for sure. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. It'll yeah. be creatives talking to other creatives about, yeah, the the, the process of, of doing that and then also stories that we like. Yeah. And why we like them. Yeah. Uh, the kind of stories we'd like to see told, even if it's not necessarily by us. Yeah. And why absolutely. we think that's important. Yeah. And the kind of storytelling that we think is good. Yes. Like, what kind of stories do we like to see? Yeah. And, Sounds like, why do the ones we like work? Why do the ones we think are terrible not work? Yeah. That kind of thing. Totally. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's and then who knows what else, because it's going to be free form. Yeah, and whatever else happens to come up. But, yeah. yeah. I can dig that. 
good because because that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> All right, cool. All right. Um, so, uh, so to those of you listening to this, thank you. Thank you for um, joining us. Yeah, and and we hope that you you follow along for uh, this first season of broadcasts from the wasteland. Broadcasts from the wasteland. Um, yeah. Hopefully, the first of many. Yes. All right. I once again am Brandon Crilly. I'm Evan May, and we will hopefully talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.